Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 2 Chronicles chapter 2 Solomon gave orders to build a temple for the name of the Lord and a royal palace for himself. He conscripted 70,000 men as carriers and 80,000 men as stonecutters in the hills and 3,600 to be foremen over them. Solomon sent this message to Hiram, king of Tyre. Send me cedar logs as you did for my father David when you sent him cedar to build a palace to live in. Now I'm about to build a temple for the name of the Lord my God and to dedicate it to him for burning fragrant incense before him, for setting out the consecrated bread regularly, and for making burnt offerings every morning and evening and on the Sabbaths, at the new moons, and at the appointed festivals of the Lord our God. This is a lasting ordinance in Israel. The temple I'm going to build will be great, because our God is greater than all other gods. But who is able to build a temple for him, since the heavens, even the highest heavens, cannot contain him? Who then am I to build a temple for him, except as a place to burn sacrifices before him? Send me, therefore, a skilled man to work in gold and silver, bronze and iron, and in purple, crimson, and blue yarn, and experienced in the art of engraving, to work in Judah and Jerusalem with my skilled workers, whom my father David provided. Send me also cedar, juniper, and algum logs from Lebanon, For I know that your servants are skilled in cutting timber there. My servants will work with yours to provide me with plenty of lumber, because the temple I must build is large and magnificent. I will give your servants, the woodsmen who cut the timber, 20,000 cores of ground wheat, 20,000 cores of barley, 20,000 baths of wine, and 20,000 baths of olive oil. Hiram, king of Tyre, replied by letter to Solomon, Because the Lord loves his people, he has made you their king. And Hiram added, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who made heaven and earth. He has given King David a wise son, endowed him with intelligence and discernment, who will build a temple for the Lord and a palace for himself. I am sending you Huram Abi a man of great skill. His mother was from Dan, and whose father was from Tyre. He is trained to work in gold and silver, bronze and iron, stone and wood, and with purple and blue and crimson yarn and fine linen. He is also experienced in all kinds of engraving and can execute any design given to him. He will work with your skilled workers and with those of my lord David your father. Now let my Lord send his servants the wheat and barley and the olive oil and wine he promised, and we will cut all of the logs from Lebanon that you need and will float them as rafts by sea down to Joppa. You can then take them up to Jerusalem. Solomon took a census of all of the foreigners residing in Israel after the census his father David had taken, and they found 153,600 men. 
he assigned 70,000 of them to be carriers and 80,000 to be stonecutters in the hills with 3,600 foremen over them to keep the people working. So Solomon is preparing to build the temple, and that's a glorious and honorable thing. But there's also a note in the first verse that I want you to pay attention to. The first verse says, Solomon gave orders to build a temple for the name of the Lord. That's glorious. And a royal palace for himself. Now, that doesn't sound bad. He needs a place to live, and he wants a palace. David had a palace. Apparently, he wants his own uh, special palace. But later, we're going to find out that much more effort and time was put into the building of his own palace than there was in putting into building the temple for the name of the Lord. So Solomon starts out well in the beginning, but there's an early inkling here that uh, the construction of his royal palace is mentioned, and later we find that he went a little too much overboard for the place for himself. In verse 2, he conscripted 70,000 men as carriers and 80,000 as stonecutters and 3,600 to be foremen. And we find out later in the chapter that these were all aliens uh, that were living among the Israelites. But now think about this workforce. We're talking about 150,000 workmen and 3,600 foremen over them. What an amazing workforce for two construction projects, the Temple of the Lord and Solomon's Palace. So imagine any construction project you've ever seen in your life, friends, and imagine 150,000 workers plus their foremen on the job site. This is an incredible array of workmen. And in addition to this, Hiram, King Hiram, the king of Tyre, is going to have workmen on the other end preparing materials, cedar logs and so forth, and um, uh, shipping them to Solomon. So this doesn't even include the workers in Tyre. But Solomon sends a message to King Hiram of Tyre, who had been a friend of David, Solomon's father, and says, send me cedar logs. I'm about to build a temple for the name of the Lord, and I want it to be great. And of course, he, he mentions he's going to build a house for himself. But he says, the temple I'm going to build for the Lord will be great because our God is greater than all other gods. A true and honorable statement. Verse 7, send me therefore a skilled man or a man skilled. And then he lists a, a number of different things. Gold, silver, bronze, iron, purple, crimson, and blue yarn. And then he goes on to add fine linen. Now, I want to just pause for a second and look back at the tabernacle of Moses for a moment and the composition of the materials. So let's consider these building materials that uh, Solomon was planning to work with. Now, originally, the tabernacle of Moses, the materials were defined by God in Exodus chapter 25 through 40. And among those materials were the same materials that are involved in the future temple of Solomon that Solomon's outlining here. And so Solomon mentions gold, silver, bronze, blue, purple, scarlet, and fine linen. Now, Many have found symbolic meaning in these colors down through the years, colors and uh, materials themselves. So gold speaks of the Lord's deity. Gold represents the Lord's deity. Silver speaks of prophetically of refining and redemption and atonement. Bronze, which is interchangeably used with the word brass or copper, all of these materials were called by the name bronze. 
this has a prophetic symbolism pointing toward judgment. And so, for example, the bronze altar of sacrifice was to deal with God's judgment. The animals were taking the place of people in terms of um, being offered on the altar. Blue represents heaven. Purple represents royalty. Scarlet, in all of its um, applications that are seen throughout the tabernacle of Moses and Solomon, speaks of blood sacrifice. And then finally, fine linen. Fine linen equals righteousness, or the righteous acts of God's holy people. The fine linen is found in the tabernacle of Moses and all the priestly garments, and of course in the tabernacle of Solomon in abundance. And it's defined in the New Testament, the meaning of fine linen is defined in the New Testament in Revelation chapter 19, verse 7. It says that fine linen equates to the righteous acts of God's holy people. That's the symbolic meaning of fine linen. So he's speaking to this Hiram, back to Solomon. He's speaking to Hiram. He says, I'm going to build with all of these things. Send me a man skilled with working with all of these materials. I'm going to need logs also from Lebanon. And uh, then Solomon makes a pledge to feed Hiram's workers. Hiram responds favorably, sends a letter to Solomon, saying, Because the Lord loves his people, he has made you their king. And Hiram added, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who has made heaven and earth. He's given David a wise son, endowed with intelligence and discernment, who will build a temple for the Lord and a palace for himself. And then Hiram names a very specific man who's going to be in charge of all of the detailed workmanship, the craftsmen and so forth of the temple. I'm sending you Huram Abi. Now, this name appears um, different ways in Scripture, but Hiram Abif is another another um, rendering of this man's name. But this man had great skill, and uh, apparently his mother was Jewish. She was from Dan, and his father was from Tyre. And uh, he was trained to work in gold and silver and bronze and iron and stone and wood with purple and blue and scarlet or crimson yarn and fine linen. He's experienced in all kinds of things, engraving, design, you name it. So he's going to be the superintendent of the temple, in essence. And Hiram agrees to send materials, logs, and float them down on rafts to Israel. And then Solomon can take them up to Jerusalem to build into the temple. Now, friends, I want to close in this, but this Huram Abi is someone who is endowed by God with artistic abilities, multifaceted artistic abilities. He was far beyond a job superintendent. He was far beyond an architect. This man was a skilled, highly skilled craftsman and able to oversee 150,000 workers that were set to um, build this temple. And so, Lord, we recognize that you endow men and women with tremendous abilities. We pray, Lord, for the artistic community around us, that their gifts and talents would be used to the glory of God. Lord, may they build things in the natural that point men and women to Jesus. Lord, give us the abilities in the arts, the visual arts, um, acting, plays, theater, the internet, all of these things. Let us use these tools with great skill to point mankind to Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. 
If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.